Hey, everybody. This is Larry and Pam. Bible time with Larry and Pam. I know the, the title may seem a little lame. It may change in the future. But for right now, that's what we came up with. We're all our many hours of brainstorming. <laughs> and, well, that's what we got. So this is a new addition to the Fellowship of Believers podcast slash YouTube. And I hope you enjoy it. We are, uh, as I said, you know me from the Mike Charleston show. This is my wife, Pam. Hello. If you go back on that show, uh, maybe what, a year? Way back, yeah. At least a year ago, we did an episode. Early on when it was like stuffed in their corner of their bedroom or something. Yeah. <laughs> They've come a long way. But yeah, we come, that's right. It was in their bedroom. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So now we have a studio. I should say you all have come a long way because right. you're part of that. So. Our goal on the show here is just to do uh, some Bible lessons. Mostly, we're going to focus mostly for the first several episodes on Bible doctrines. Mm -hmm. I feel that that is something that is lacking in a lot of churches, and a lot of Christians don't know basic Christian doctrines. So, we're going to explore those. And with that, without further ado, unless you have something else to add, we're going to get right into it. On a roll. Our first lesson is going to be the Bible, because that's, I mean, without the Bible, there's no Christianity. Without the Bible, there's no Christian doctrines. So that is our foundation. If you don't have that, you don't have Christianity. So I got a little slide presentation. Hopefully it comes out the way it should. A few moments later. Alrighty. We're a little uh, technically challenged here. So here we go. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> All right. So as I said, the Bible is the foundation. It's the final the only question for you to ponder as we go through this. And I'll ask you this since you're sitting right here. Live audience. You already know the answer, so it's a little <laughs> cheating. But what is a Christian's final authority when it comes to things like faith and practice? It has to be the Bible. It has to. Because that's the subject today. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You're paying attention. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So there's the Bible. All right. There's three main things people will say to answer that question. One, they'll say God. They'll say Jesus. Or they'll say the Holy Spirit. Well, there's some problems with that. Because when you go with God, how do you know who God is? We can know some limited knowledge of God by looking at nature. We can know He's a God of beauty, a God of order, uh, maybe a God of family, stuff like that, but very limited knowledge of God. And you wouldn't know who He was. You wouldn't know what to call Him. You wouldn't know any other aspect of Him Mm -hmm. outside of the Bible. What about when people say, but, you know, all creation and the heavens declares glory and that you can just see that, you know, God is everywhere. And in his creation, you can see there has to be a creator. You could say that, yeah. But would you know who he was? I'd say you'd be limited. Right. You could be like the Native Americans and say it's the great spirit. Yeah. But that's very limited knowledge of who he is. Now, the other thing is if you say, well, it's Jesus. Jesus is our final authority as Christians. Well, outside of a few ancient history books, ancient history writers... Who, who? How would you know who Jesus was? Mm. You wouldn't know anything about him. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know him. Yeah. So it can't be Jesus as the final authority. And the last one is you say, well, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides me, teaches me. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will guide us in all truth. 
Well, where did he say that? He does, yeah. He said, <laughs> he said, said it in, in the, the Bible. Book. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't have the Bible, again, the Holy Spirit, you don't know who the Holy Spirit is outside of the Bible. So the Bible has to be the foundation and it has to be the final authority. Agreed. Another thing with that is it has to be true and it has to be perfect and pure. If it's not, then how do we know? Because in essence, what we're asking people when we ask them to believe in Christ as their Savior, we're asking them to bank their eternal soul on what we read in the Bible. So if it's not true, then how do you know? You don't know anything. So that's... All right, so let's go on to the next one. It's a good point you make. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you make a lot of sense. Well, thank you. <laughs> there, uh, there's a myth going around that, uh, well, there's a couple of myths. One, that we need to get back to the original Greek. Um, that in the modern translations, there's no major doctrines that are affected. And that, um, well, there's a philosophy behind that. We'll get into that a little bit more. But... Um, Let's look at some of those things. One, there is the original Greek. There is no original Greek. Hmm. Shocker. I bet some of you probably didn't know that. When, so when your pastor gets up in church and he says, well, in the Greek it says this, or in the Greek it says that, there's no the Greek. There's several Greek texts. I don't hmm. want to get too much in the weeds, but it gets a little complicated because then there's which Greek is the best Greek to use. There's the, what they call the the received text or the textus receptus, if you want to use Latin. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. like Latin. I do. Um, there's Nestle Lalonde's Greek text, which, by the way, I think, last I heard, I may be wrong on this, but it's up to the 28th edition. Hmm. So... The original 28th edition? Right, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, there's several Greek texts. And then there's Greek lexicons. A lexicon is just a dictionary. It's a fancy way of saying dictionary. The other thing with the Greek, there's no way to verify which one is the real Greek text if there's so many. Now, you might say, well, okay, then how do we know even the King James Bible is correct? A good question. Very good question. Well, let's use the same logic to that. When you look at, when you study manuscript evidence, textual criticism, as they call it in the professional world, <laughs> that, another side note here. This is something. Um, all professions have their jargon. If you want to be in that profession, like, you know, Andrew's a plumber, and he might use words that you don't know what. Like, if he says, hey, I need two quarter bins. Probably wouldn't be able to help him. Yeah, wouldn't, you don't know what that means. No, I don't. Or uh, eighth bin. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I might but, be able to figure it out. Right, so. Some logic, uh, but yeah. Um, you know, if you're an electrician, electrician says, hey, we need to know how many amps we need. And when you're like, well, uh, I don't know. Don't you know the formula? Volts times amperage equal watts, and then you can figure out what the amperage is. You've got to know the jargon to be in the trade. So if you want to be in the trade of higher critics or textual critics, you need to know some of their words. Um, anyway, that's Sounds a side fair. note. We're getting way off. The, I said I wasn't going to get in the weeds, but then I go. Uh, anyway. It's an easy subject to rabbit trail. Maybe we need to do two of these. Right. The, yeah. The original Greek, that's just another way for professionals to sound educated and elevate themselves up above the lay people. But to be fair, do you think some some people maybe don't really know 
There's not an original Greek. Oh, I think so. Well, in fact, uh, that's what is presented. So when the pastor says, well, this word in the Greek says this, or we need to go back to the original Greek, which one? You don't know which one. Okay. Yeah. So a side, another side note, sidebar, this is a thing, when you read church doctrinal statements, that a lot of churches don't do doctrinal statements. I know you probably don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm a little nerdy when it comes to those things. They'll say something like, like this. It'll be worded, we believe in the inspiration of the original autographs. Sounds good, huh? Sounds, sounds spiritual, sounds churchy. What does that mean? Sounds like authority. Yeah. What do you think that means? Well, the original writings, the right. something original, something the very first. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. That the ins- they're perfect. The original autographs are inspired. They're perfect. Okay. Well, do we have the original? I would sure like to see them if we do. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> Shocker there. We don't have the originals. Yeah. Nobody's seen the originals for probably 15 to 2,000, 1,500, 2,000 years. Wow. So, um, yeah, so when they say we believe in the original autographs, the inspiration of the original autographs, what they're saying is, yeah, those were perfect, but what we have today isn't. Mm. <laughs> There's a, just apply a little logic to mm. it. Yeah. So, all right, major doctrines. They say major doctrines are not affected. That's another myth. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not true. That's just not true. There's a few. We have some verses. I'm, we're not going to read them, but you can look them up. If you have a NIV, um, Living Bible, some of these others, whatever, you take your You're pictures. doing it out of this. I'll show you this, what we got here. Uh, this is a little track. I don't know if you can see that. But it, what it does is it, it actually goes through. You definitely won't be able to see this on camera. But these are all the like New Testament verses that have been either deleted or changed in some way mm-hmm. from the King James Bible. So just literally thousands of verses, like I said, are either changed or altered. And then they want to say that no Bible major doctrines are affected. Mm-hmm. If you look at Philippians 2.6, it says in the, in the King James that uh, talk about Jesus being equal with God. Well, they changed that. That's the Trinity. The do- that's the, the deity of Christ is a major Christian doctrine. Mm-hmm. If Jesus wasn't God, then he wasn't. He can't be our Savior. Right. So that makes sense. Philippians two six. You can look it up. There's another one. Luke two thirty three and two and two forty three. They call Joseph Jesus's father. Now that might be splitting hairs, but not really. Because in a sense, he maybe was his adopted father, but Joseph was not Jesus' father. Mm-hmm. God was Jesus' father. That's a major deal there. Yeah. So that's, those are just a few examples. Like I said, we could go for hours on this subject. And mm-hmm. there are major Christian mm-hmm. doctrines that are affected in these new modern Bibles. Right. So uh, even the one that tells us to study, like uh, I think it's oh, is it 2 Timothy 3.16, 3.15. Sounds like something in there. I think somewhere on there. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. It says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Most modern Bibles they change that. So yeah. Anyway, let's move along. All right, there's two main philosophies here. One is we need to restore 
the manuscripts that we do have into the original. Sounds like a worthy cause. Do you see any problems with that? Well, going back to an earlier point where we don't have the original. Right. That might be. <laughs> if you don't have the original tricky. to compare to, then how do you know when you arrived at restoring the original? Hmm. It's a problem. Problematic, isn't yeah. it? And here's the other thing. When they, when they find ancient manuscripts, which that does happen, you don't, they're not stamped that says first edition. Mm. <laughs> it's just not there. You don't, so you yeah. don't know. Now, mm. they'll, they'll date it based upon the writing, whether it's what they call minuscules, lowercase, or I can't remember, unseals. It, anyway, that just gets to. Those but are they, cool words. Yeah, they date the manuscripts based upon how the writing style and what it's written on. Little fact here: when they talk about parchments, what do you think parchment is? Well, I know parchment paper that I bake on. Right, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, parchment is not paper. Mm. Parchment is actually animal skins. Mm. That is, the, this is, I'm getting way off the topic here, but this is where this philosophy comes from. They're trying to restore, so they look at these manuscripts. One manuscript that was found that is used almost entirely for the modern Bibles is called the Sinaiticus. Or people pronounce it differently. I'm, I've heard Sinaiticus, yeah. but I've also heard Sinaiticus. It was found by a man named Trischendorf. In the late 1800s, mid 1800s, in a monastery in Mount Sinai, he's his claim is that he found it in the trash bin. They were going to use it for kindling mm. for the fire. Well, there's some logical problems with that. First of all, parchment is a terrible material to use to start your fire because it's animal skin. Animal skin, yeah. They don't burn very well. It's got to be a hot fire. Mm. Second of all, it's a monastery dedicated to keeping ancient manuscripts, why would they burn it? So, Two good points. Two good points. And it gets better than that. There's a book here. Let me mess up the whole table. Uh, it's called Neither Oldest Nor Best, and it talks about the story of, of Trischendorf and how and his... And actually, who wrote that manuscript, Sinaiticus, or however you say it. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Moving on, the last philosophy is that God promised to preserve his word. So if that one's true, then we should have his word perfectly preserved for us today. For My opinion is it's perfectly preserved in the King James Bible. It's been tried in the public eye for the last 400 years and has yet to be proven false. Hmm. Now, if you speak French or Spanish, German, there might be another Bible for you, but for English-speaking people, we have the King James Bible. I'm going to be a little arrogant, and I would say um, you might want to learn English. <laughs> It'll help you in other areas of life, too, but then you'll have a good Bible. But A lot of those countries do right. know English and their own language, their mother tongue. Yeah, so that, I know that's this kind of a quick study, um, and I wanted to keep it kind of on a logical rather than get into the deep theological and technical stuff. But just think about... Your whole foundation wrapped up in Christianity is the Bible. You have no other Christian doctrines that are taught that are not in the Bible. If they are, they're not Christian doctrines. Okay. I can't think of a doctrine that Christians hold that doesn't come from the Bible. 
Can you? I'm, I cannot. And I, just to put my little plug in here, when I first got saved, I was 18 years old and someone gave me the living Bible. And I guess you can get saved out of that Bible. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. And I yeah. didn't know, like I didn't know anything about translations or anything at that point, um, just being a new Christian. But then I graduated, I guess that's graduated, I don't know, to an NIV somehow. Maybe someone gave me a gift again of another Bible. And then I spent a large portion of my early Christian walk in that Bible. So when this truth came to you about the King James and you said, okay, we're switching our Bibles to King James, I think I was pregnant with our third child. So I don't know where that would have put me in. I'm thinking 15 years at least being a Christian and in my Bible and I've I've highlighted and I've made notes <laughs> yeah. and I know where to find verses in that Bible. And so when you said, of course I was pregnant too, so that probably added something to it. But when you said we are switching to the King James Bible, it it rocked my world. I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And that could be pregnant brain too. I don't know. But at that time, it did not make sense to me. Until your friend, um, our friend came and shared more about why and some of these things. And he got more in depth, which I actually do feel like we may need to get more in depth with this because there was a lot of information out there to really bring this point home. And I eventually came to the point where I made new notes in the Bible and new highlights, and now I know where to find verses. But I know I have truth. I have solid truth to go to. I don't have to wonder, well, does that really mean that? Did did that get translated properly? No. If God is not powerful enough to preserve his word through the ages, what are we doing? Why are we serving him? If he spoke and created everything and we can't believe that he's going to preserve his word for his people, right. it's a manual for our whole lives, for everything that we do. So why wouldn't we believe that right that's, so that's my my two cents well no it's good <laughs> and one other thing when you hear like pastors or bible teachers they'll oftentimes you hear as they're reading passages or preaching on it they'll say well this is a man- mistranslation this should be translated as this ask yourself how, how do they know mm-hmm. and who determines what is a mistranslation and what isn't yeah it, in order to say it's a mistranslation, you have to go back to the original source to see that it was, in fact, a mistranslation. We don't have, as we said many times, we don't have the original. You can't go back, so how do you know? Somebody has to make that determination to say that this is not the right word. Yeah. Now, you, you may say, well, how did the King James translators use the right words? How do you know? That's that's a fair question. It's a very good question. Because I want to f- apply yeah. the same logic to what I believe to make mm-hmm. sure I have the right belief. And I would say, okay, well, if God can inspire the original writers, can't he inspire or at least work with the translators? And if you look at the time the King James Bible was written, there's a lot of things. One... By the time it was written, they didn't speak like you read the King James English. They didn't speak that way. They'd already moved beyond that. Mm. The reason that, just real quick. You so, mean the these and thous? Yeah, and- the these and the thous and the ths and stuff. There's a reason for that. One quick one, like the ye versus you. A lot of foreign languages, they have what they call, you probably help me out on this because mm-hmm. I might get it wrong. Mm-hmm. 
They have a singular plural. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like a contradiction, but in English, we don't. Well, in the South, we do. Because it's y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Up in You all. <laughs> yeah, you all versus you. Yeah. There's a different one's plural, one singular, but so in the in the King James when they were translating it, they needed to come up with something that would signify a difference between speaking to a crowd or an individual. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between ye and you. Like new up in New yeah. York, New Jersey, you say use guys. But <laughs> somewhere it's usins or something. Yeah, usins. <laughs> so but in proper English, we just and now and so when you read the modern Bibles, it just says you. Well, that's a big difference when you're talking about a crowd or an individual. Right. So, um, again, that's, you know, there's a whole lot more we could say on this subject, but just to keep it on a plain, logical level, this is what I want, just to get you thinking about this. Yeah. Because it is important. It's the whole foundation of your Christianity. Yeah. And if you don't, if, if you don't have a good foundation... Think of your house. If you built a house with a faulty foundation, don't be surprised that the house falls down. Right. <laughs> so. Right. All right. That we're okay. That's that for that. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to another segment. Our last segment is going to be. Uh, what did we call this? Let's get personal. Let's get personal. All righty. <laughs> Before we move into that, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Yes, we do have a sponsor. Cool. Yeah. I, we're just starting and we already have a sponsor. We, yeah, and then amazing? Neat. So this week's sponsor is going to be the Mike Charleston Show. <laughs> they don't know that <laughs> yet. but <laughs> They know they're sponsoring us. If you haven't heard of the Mike Star- <laughs> Charleston Show, well, now you have. So go take a look mm-hmm. and a listen. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yes. whatever else. I don't know. Anyway, it's good. It's we talk about topics, all kinds of topics. If it's Christian, we're talking about it, <laughs> and we appreciate the uh, producer extraordinaire, Joshua. <laughs> he's also the producer for the Mike. He's Charleston our show. main sponsor, actually. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so. he's helping us. All righty, so there's our sponsor. <laughs> Yay! Next week we'll have a different sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to be Hopefully. fun. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Okay, so let's get personal. Okay. You had... Uh, Who are you? Personal questions? Oh, I did. We were we were supposed to each have personal questions. I might have. We're they might come. Have, I know. Inspiration you're, you're might impromptu? come. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought mine through, which I know um, you might have different answers if given more time to consider. I haven't read these. No, so you haven't. I don't know so what, off the cuff, here's, here the are cuff. Larry's this questions. going to be scary. I get two questions for Larry. And this is kind of scary because he really thinks through things a lot, typically, and you don't really have that much time to think through things. Yeah. So, Okay, number one, what would you say are the three main things that define you? You, you couldn't have come up with something easier? <laughs> they only get harder. I have a whole list. <laughs> wow. Um... <laughs> Ooh, I would say uh, you, my wife. Oh, yeah. Um, I would be a completely different person without you. Probably not here speaking. We were who? I don't know who I was talking to the other day. Oh, I know who it was, but it was Mike. I said if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be living out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> in a shack. Or maybe in a van. <laughs> Down by the river. <laughs> of course, we have to throw that one in there. 
But I know, I know you've said I push you, you know, often and the whole pushing you in the alligator pond thing. I'm, I'm oh, really sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> That's an insight. <laughs> the story about the, the tour boat. They're going through uh, crocodile infested waters. Yes. And the tour guide says, uh, we'll give a million dollars to whoever. I think it was just the- a thousand, but. Okay. Thousand. To whoever can jump off the boat and swim to shore. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you heard a splash, and this poor man frantically trying to make his way to the shore, and he makes it. <laughs> and uh, later, they, uh, do you remember the, how? The and, tour guide asked the, the guy, what made you jump? He goes, I didn't jump. And the wife behind is like. <laughs> I was pushed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a number one. Number two, I would say... Uh, wait, wait, wait. For the record, I would never push you into an alligator pond, infested pond, or crocodile. Or crocodile. Either one. Yeah. Okay. J- just for the record. <laughs> Not for $1,000? <laughs> Not for $1,000. <laughs> Maybe a million. <laughs> you got to up that ante a little I, bit. <laughs> I wondered if you'd catch that. <laughs> so, um, I do believe in your abilities, though. Well, thanks. <laughs> I better practice my swimming <laughs> or stay on the land. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'd say uh, my faith mm-hmm. and uh, I think the, our kids. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's what you were thinking. I kind of was thinking you might you might answer that way. But. Oh, that's funny. Okay, now this next question. I know, I know I said three things and that was in one, all wrapped up in one question. Now number two also has three things. Wow. <laughs> Okay, what are the top three things you like to do most? Now, this, you know, this sounds <laughs> no. like it'd be easy, but... I, I knew it would not be for you. My problem is I like to do so many different things. And I like to learn all kinds of different stuff. like yeah. And to be challenged and, constantly. Um, and what's the new thing you can figure out? Fishing, I like, but and I haven't been able to do any fishing lately. We need There's, to change that, but yes. But, uh, man... I like to cook. Mm-hmm. I and, like that you like to cook. Um, I guess right now in my life, the top three, I like working out, lifting weights. Um, and I, did, I like that you like to work yeah, well, thanks. Because <laughs> I like your muscles. <laughs> I'd like to do another competition. I, oh, back yeah. in November, I did a strongman competition. Yeah. I didn't win, but... That was fun, though. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it really was. So... Yeah, it's anyway. good to get in the ring. Okay, yeah. now I want to hear what you're going to come up to impromptu. Come up with on an impromptu. I did think about one, and I only have one. So. You'll have to think of another while I'm answering. What would you say is the thing you're most afraid of? Wow. I can't say that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll turn the camera off, and then you can no. say it. No, 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 that's not true. It's just these reoccurring dreams about going to the bathroom. <laughs> and, and people like walking in and through the space anyway. That I'm not really afraid of that. It's just it's just weird dreams. That's weird dreams. Okay, I would say honestly that I don't really want to speak one of my biggest fears because I don't want happen. it to come true. <laughs> but I think it was probably mostly when we had young children and we lived um, in St. Petersburg, Florida, and would go to Tampa, you know, or, or wherever, across a bridge. Oh, across a bridge, yeah. Yeah. And then I would hear stories about people 
going in the drink and not being able to save their children. So I would say that is a fear. You know how many times that happened across the Howard Franklin Bridge? Maybe never. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> once, maybe twice, that I can remember. I know it's an un, it's an unfounded fear, but when you know it's a maternal thing, I'm yeah, sure, okay. just with yeah, young children, and yeah. we had five. You know, and I'm thinking, yeah. how could I save? Who who could I save? Could I save any? Could I even well, save myself? Then did the MythBusters episode help you? That helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So check out the MythBusters episode. You just episode. have to wait until the pressure equalizes, and you can open the door. Yeah. So anyway. But that means everybody has to wait. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that so. means you just have to teach your kids, which... Hold your breath. It's important to yeah, teach your anyway, kids lots of right. stuff. Maybe well, that too. Well, I heard a, a, an acronym for fear. Okay. And I thought this was really good. It's false expectations appearing real. Ah, that is yeah, good. That's pretty good. Too. And that is exactly where yeah. my fear... That's a good one. I think would... Well, I, that's would, reasonable. I mean... Yeah. Would um, be categorized. I always, for a long time, I had a reoccurring dream. A lot of you won't know, but you can look up the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, the old one, going across it. It connected Pinellas County mm. to Manatee County, and it crossed Tampa Bay where it meets into the Gulf of Mexico. So Very tall The old bridge, bridge used to be really steep and uh, kind of narrow, and I had this reoccurring dream that I would go over it and fall out of the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> so, oh, my word. Was yeah. that before or after the... That was well after the, oh, the okay. where the old bridge collapsed. Mm -hmm. But okay. yeah, anyway, wow. kind of a weird thing. Yeah, it really but is. Anyway. You have a second one for me? No, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next week I, I get three. I couldn't think of one. Three. Yeah, I couldn't think of one. <laughs> no, that that's fine. I think we really wanted to just kind of update where we are in life right now and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to do that? That we moved from Florida last year. Yeah, it's been a year. Uh, today, hasn't it? Yeah, or tomorrow. Yeah. I think we were on the road today, maybe, or tomorrow. Well, what's a win? A year ago. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's a year. Right out of year. Amazing. It's gone that by fast. Is, that is crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So we bought a house here that we couldn't live in. <laughs> because? Because it had a fire and it was just stripped down to the studs. Well, it had a roof on it. Yeah, we rebuilt it, and now it looks like it's going to be sold, and we're buying another house that we can actually live in. And where so, are we buying the other house? It's uh, here in, uh, it, well, it's actually, it would be, the city would be called Greenwell Springs. Yeah. That's the address, which yeah. I, I don't even know how that's a city. I know. But, we went back and forth with staying here or going to Virginia. I will say Virginia mm -hmm. has an appeal because the temperature is a much better and then I, this week it's supposed to be all in the hundreds, hundreds. All hundreds. 101, 102. That's the actual temperature. First That's week not of the August. Feel like temperature. I know. So, yeah, and no rain. But anyway. <sighs> so, Rough. but we're here in Louisiana and, and it's, uh, we've, the, this past year has gone by so fast and a lot has happened. It's been a, an adventure and a lot of people are like, oh, adventures are great. They're exciting. And I would say, I would say this has been an exciting adventure. It's been a working adventure. It's been a, yeah. Our challenge. kids, we lived in 800 square feet in the Charleston's backyard, we keep saying. in a With uh, cardboard box walls. Cardboard box walls for yeah. two girls so. and then another box wall for a boy. And and now those those two girls. I guess it, maybe it was incentive for them. They got married and moved out. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't want to live so in a box bedroom yeah, anymore. There's advice for you parents that are trying to get your kids out of the house and married. Move into a really small house and build box walls for their bedrooms, and then they'll be motivated to move out. <laughs> yes, but I do want to say, I, I did want to say something here because, and I know you do too, um, the... We we have we have a handful of friends, you know, maybe two handfuls of friends. Yeah. Anyway, we there we have friends, but I have to say, um, the Charlestons take the cake. You know, I don't we don't like to do favorites and everything, but I would say, <laughs> as far as putting up with us, yeah, that's true. They, putting us up, <laughs> I mean, for a whole year to be able to live right in someone's backyard, right. You know, we try not to be up in their business all the time, but we have Bible study together. We have church together. We have ice cream night together often. We have fellowship together. We have, and then they put a pool up in the backyard. So we have pool time. And, <laughs> you know, it just, it, there is, there's a lot of in your space time when you have someone living in your backyard. Yeah, so that's, we are just ever so grateful that they put up with us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And again, put us up and, um, thank you so much that we, we wouldn't have been able to do this adventure very well without that. That's for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, we paid our way, but it was a lot less. They, they really helped us out there yeah, too, yeah. you know, on a minimal scale there. Um, we weren't squatters or anything yeah. like that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we weren't burning all our money that we made from the house we sold in Florida right. on a place to live here. So they really helped us be able to put our money into the flip house. Right. So, well, I'll yeah. say just to close. Yeah. We're hoping to do this right now. It's probably going to be every other week. We'll have a video out. Hopefully after, because we're moving, getting a new house settled and all that. Mm -hmm. There's some work that needs to be done. Not major, but some work. So yeah. that's going to take some time. Hopefully within, you know, a couple months, we'll be able to do a video a week. But for right now, it'll be every other week. That's what mm -hmm. we're shooting for. Okay. Um, yeah. And we're going to try our hand at editing, hopefully, right? <laughs> Joshua's going to help, hopefully teach us how, get us going on that. Uh, because he's busy. He does a lot of other stuff. And so, yeah. and he and uh, Jeremiah are starting their own YouTube channel, right? Yeah. I'm going to plug you guys. Uh huh. <laughs> the Charleston Brothers. Charleston Brothers. Check that out. They do some kind of fun some stuff, fun kind stuff. of quirky. And yeah. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. It's pretty fun, though. Yeah. It's pretty fun. A lot quick. of shorts, right? Yeah. Quick watch. And then um, yeah. some other longer videos. Anyway, so check them out. So he's busy doing that. He does some editing for some other people. And so we was like, well, to add one more. <laughs> so yeah, so we really appreciate you, yeah, Joshua. Yeah, so we're going to try to learn that ourselves. Uh, mm -hmm. The other thing is um, I'm going to do another advertisement for the LA Lawn Family Camp or the Mississippi Shindig. Woohoo! Coming, coming up, up next with, um, month. No. September. We have right? to get into August. So tomorrow is August first, and then it'll be the next month. Right. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought today was August first, but you're right. So yeah, that's coming up. Sign up. It's a uh, Mississippi Mississippi Shindig .com yeah. is the website, and we're changing the name to the Alaylon Family Camp. And Alaylon means one another. One another. It's Greek for one another. Yeah, it's a lot of one another time. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great a, time. This is the seventh year. It is. So yeah. check that out. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. full or not, but yeah. hopefully it'll fill up quick. Yeah. It's um, um 
September 28th, maybe it's, it's the last Thursday in September yeah, and you it check wraps the website. It wraps into October. Yeah. Check yeah. out the website. I will say one thing with that too. People look at the price and think, man, that's kind of expensive, but you have to think of your, it's based on the family and you're also getting fed three meals a day. And it's the food is actually good food. Yeah. At least it has been in the past. I don't know if this year will be different, but I mean, mm-hmm. every year it's been like, you know, it's not gourmet. Comparing but. camp food though, I would say it's, I've been impressed every, every time right. and they have the salad bar. Yeah. So if you, so you're getting paid, you're getting, you're paying for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for your whole family for what, three, four days. Yeah. So it's, it, when you factor in that right. and the lodging and the lodging, yeah. it's really not that expensive. So plus we'll be there. <laughs> I mean, how much better could it be? We'll be be there. Come see us. Okay. We'd we'd love to meet you. I think that's about a wrap. Anything else? That should do it. I was going to talk about daughters getting married and all that, but we'll save that for next time. Yeah, we'll save that for next time. So, all righty. Thanks. Thanks.